coming to you from KCRW's actual studios. Yeah, we've been returning bit by bit to the office here. And I have to be frank, it's kind of awkward. Like, how do you talk to people you haven't seen in a year and a half? How do you even greet them? Hug? No. Handshake? Mm awkward elbow thing. Well, here to talk about navigating back to the office etiquette is Rachel Feinzig. She writes the work and life column for the Wall Street Journal. Welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Are you also back in the office? I am not back in the office, but I have done this transition before and it was weird. Yeah, it is weird. Why was it weird for you? You know, I was transitioning from working from home in Philadelphia to coming back to our main office in New York. And I remember even like figuring out how to use the elevators, sitting in a seat for the whole day, you know, not being able to just get up whenever I wanted, feeling like people were were looking at my computer screen. I mean, I was really productive at home, but it still just felt so weird to be in an office. Well, so how do you talk to people you haven't seen in 18 months? Like, do you say, hey, how are you? How's it going? How's it been? Or what do you say? You can be like, it's great to see people, but it's kind of weird to be back. Or this time of day, I used to be, you know, eating lunch with my kids. You can kind of talk about what we've all been through. It's been a collective experience, which, you know, Mm -hmm. things are certainly weirder than when I transitioned back to the office years ago. But it's also nice because everyone's kind of been through this weird thing. It's not just you. Right. So immediately you kind of swap stories on that kind of thing. Like, how did you deal with it? What were the hardships, etc. Exactly. And you can kind of mirror the other person. Like if someone else, you know, if you're at like an office happy hour and someone else is wearing a mask, you can put on your mask. Um, If someone seems like they're, you know, taking a step back, like they want a little distance. I mean, just kind of be aware and, you know, understand that people might have different comfort levels than you. Well, let's talk about the masking. And some people, uh, they let the mask slip off the nose or they don't wear it, even though they're supposed to inside. Other people are just more conscious about it than others. If you are one of these people who gets upset when other people aren't wearing a mask, what's the best way to approach that person? There are lots of ways to to do this. One is to kind of do the it's not you, it's me thing. You know, you can mm-hmm. say, you know, I have a, a kid at home who can't be vaccinated yet. I have a high risk family member. Um, can you just put on a mask? You can also say, like, it's it's not you, it's me. Like my kids are in school, they have a ton of exposure. I don't want to get you sick. Like, you know, it's it's for your safety to put on a mask. And if people are resistant, you can always just suggest an alternative. You know, some people don't want to be told what to do, and that's okay. You can say, I, I totally get it. I know it's frustrating. Instead of having this meeting in this conference room, maybe we just go back to our separate offices and and have a Zoom call. You know, give people a way out. Yeah. And not be accusatory. No, you, I mean, you don't want to make people feel like you're singling them out. You know, you can make it seem like it's, you know, it's the workplace rules. You told yourself you would say something to kind of anyone who you saw, you're not singling out that person as like a bad human. Okay. So that's the mask thing. What about the handshake thing? Do you handshake? I don't, I don't think people handshake anymore, right? You ask, I, this is what etiquette experts told me. You ask like, so like, what are, what are you, what are we doing? Are we shaking hands? And if you go in for the handshake and someone else pulls back, you know, you can apologize. It's not that big of a deal. You know, don't, don't fret about it too much is, is what I heard. Um, and then the last thing is just, you can always kind of profess your own awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It makes other people feel better about themselves and it makes them like you more if you kind of take the fall in that way. Right. And 
we've kind of abandoned the handshake as a problem, right? Because most of this is airborne. Like we know that now, but it's kind of hard to still to be okay with a handshake. A lot of people have still transitioned away from the the handshake. There's some um, data that I saw out there from um, a a really great group of researchers at Stanford and U Chicago. um, And yes, people have transitioned away from the handshake. They have moved towards the elbow bump. Like, even though we know that COVID doesn't necessarily spread that way, I I think it's just a change in how we relate to each other. But the elbow thing is weird too. Let's be honest totally weird. It's all weird. But I mean, in a it's lot of weird, ways, you know, I was talking to an etiquette expert about hugging and he was like, to be frank, like no one ever should have been hugging in the office to begin with. You yeah. know, a lot of this stuff has always been kind of awkward. It's just more awkward now. Okay. So hugging is definitely out. Yes. Hugging is definitely Thank out. Goodness. Cause that was also awkward. Like, who do you hug? Do you hug someone you just meet for the first time? Hmm. No. Okay, I'm glad that's out. On the other hand, there is this sense that like we've been through this thing and we haven't seen these people in so mm-hmm. long. And so if you really feel that desperate hugging urge, at least ask, you know, but the general advice would be no. Yeah, no. Okay. So people are excited. Some are to see their colleagues again and they're they can be very chatty. But let's say you and you're in an open office plan, <clears throat> KCRW, and you want to get work done, but people are chatting all around you. What do you do? Um, it's it's so hard, right? It's um, you go back to the office and you and you can't get any work done. You need a signal. So if you have a door, close it. If you're in an open office plan, like you mentioned, you know, put on headphones. You can have a little flag that you raise in your office or outside your cubicle to kind of signal that your head's down on something. And then you need to honor the signal. So if someone comes up to you instead of just kind of grumbling but talking to them, you need to say, "I'm busy right now. Can you come back when my door is open? When my flag is down?" Um, so you're kind of reinforcing that signal and buying yourself a little bit of focus time. Yeah, which was a problem, let's face it, before the pandemic with these open office plans. Completely. But I do think there's a sense that some people are just so happy to be back. They have like 20 months worth of pent up gossip and energy (laughs) and tidbits to share with you. (laughs) So how much work are we getting done now that we're returning to the office? I think some people are seeing a drop in productivity and I think it's frustrating to them. I think they felt like they could really multitask at home and just like get more out of every minute and they didn't have the commute. And now, you know, it's, it's weird being back. It takes more time to get adjusted. Um, I think there is a hit to productivity. Yeah, for sure. So what should managers do to adjust and take care of their workers, but at the same time signal that this is a place to work? They can, they can have their, I mean, in terms of protecting their own time, because this is a big issue for managers too, they can have kind of like, like office hours where they designate, you know, for, for these hours, you know, people are allowed to kind of like come and and chat with me. And for the other hours, I'm kind of heads down. I think it's also about trusting workers and saying like, it's okay if you're only checking your email a few times a day, or it's okay if, yeah, if you're not available every second of the day, they have to acknowledge that things are going to be different now that we're back at the office. If, you know, if you want people kind of back in their seats, you are going to have to give up some things that you kind of maybe took for granted at home. Like the fact that you, you know, you can't, maybe can't reach people during their commutes. They are reading on the subway now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that raises the larger issue of some workers, they don't want to go back to full-time office work. And they want a hybrid model at best. Some want to just continue working from home. 
I think a lot of workers feel that way. I think there's very few workers who want to go back full time. I think there's also probably not that many workers who want to be full time remote, but I think most people want a combination is what I think most of the data shows. Well, Rachel, thanks for this and uh, good luck navigating back to the office if you do go back. Thanks so much for having me. And yes, I think I'm I think I'm prepared this time. Okay, good. You've done your reporting. You're armed. Rachel Feinzig, yeah. she writes the work and life column for the Wall Street Journal. 